Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You want to know how to do the what of the Holy Word? It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do the how of His Holy Word. The Holy Spirit, Jesus goes on to say in John 16, guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit takes us and indwelling us, and He enables us, He empowers us. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. How can Jesus be the answer to everything we face? He gave us the solution in the Holy Spirit. Today, Pastor J.D. shares that it's through the Spirit we're empowered and enabled to follow the truth of God's Word. Jesus didn't leave us on our own to figure out life, but we can daily have guidance that'll lead us to answers and hope this world simply can't give. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. If this were true, then what did Jesus come to do? Which is why, by the way, Paul says what he says in verse 21. God forbid... I would imagine it was even hard to utter those words from the apostles' lips. Christ died for nothing? If we could somehow be good enough to get to heaven, then Jesus Christ died in vain. That's blasphemy. I want to try something a little bit different today. Here's what I want to do. I want to insert my name into the text. And as I do, I I hope you'll do the same. I think it's very healthy sometimes to put your name in the text because it provides a better explanation which leads to a better personal application. I do this sometimes with the Proverbs, it's very painful. Especially those contrasting Proverbs, you know the ones I'm talking about, where it says, the righteous do this, but the wicked and the foolish do this. So I I try to put my name there. Where do you think I'm going to put my name? J.D. (laughs) does this, but those wicked, evil people do this. And the Holy Spirit's going, I'm not going to let you get away with that. You're the one that does this. That's you. And the Holy Spirit becomes my prophet Nathan to David and says to me, J.D., thou art the man. So let's do that. What do you think? What are you going to say, no? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay, here we go. J.D., Even if you were born as a Jew and not an Arab as a Gentile. Now you can, you know, since you're not an Arab, are you? No, you're not. Um, So you can put in, you know, Portuguese, Chinese, Japanese. 
You have to know that you're not justified by a bunch of do's and don'ts. The only way for you to be justified is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. By putting your faith in Jesus, you'll be justified because of Jesus. It can't and won't come by any rules or regulations, which you couldn't keep anyway. And even if you could, you would never be justified because of it. Here's your problem. You still struggle with sin, but that doesn't mean that Jesus approves of it. Rather, it means that Jesus has settled the matter of our being accepted by God in spite of it. Why? Because you're only justified in Christ. So, J.D., why are you still trying to rebuild a list of do's and don'ts that you know were already tore down? All you end up doing is proving that you can't live up to them. And the truth of the matter is, you are dead to it because you were put to death by your breaking of it. So what's the answer then? The answer is that you're dead to the law so you can now live to and live for God. Here's why. You were crucified with Christ who now lives in you and enables you to live for Christ. You no longer live in your own power and strength to keep rules and regulations because now the life you live is in Christ who lives in you. In other words, your new life in Jesus is lived by faith in the one who loves you and gave his life for you. Please, J.D., Stop dismissing the grace of God by thinking that you just need to try harder to live a righteous Christian life. Because whenever you do that, you're essentially saying that Jesus didn't need to come and die on the cross to pay for all your sins. Okay. It's with this understanding that I now want to pose two questions. Here's the first question, and I want you to really think it through. Actually, I'm going to ask you three questions. (laughs) Here's the first question. What's the biggest problem in your life? Well, my biggest problem is my marriage. No, it's not. My biggest problem is financial. No, it's not. You know what your biggest problem is? Sin. You know why sin is your biggest problem? Because the wages of sin is death. That's a problem. You've been sentenced to death. You've been given the death penalty for all eternity. And that's really the second question. Is that not 
the biggest problem in yours and my life? The problem of sin? And because of it, the death penalty for all eternity? Here's the third question. If Jesus is the answer to life's biggest problem of sin and death as your Savior, why wouldn't he be the answer to everything else in your life as your Lord? Jesus is the answer to the single biggest problem of sin and death in your life. And if he's the answer to that big problem, why, pray tell, would he not also be the answer to all the other problems that pale in comparison to that? Right? Wouldn't it stand to reason that Jesus is the answer to all the marriage problems and financial problems and relational problems? Why wouldn't the Lord, the Lord, He's your Lord and Savior, right? He's my Lord and Savior, right? Why wouldn't he want to help us with those problems as well? Doesn't that make sense? At the beginning, I mentioned that it's not so much that Jesus is the only answer as much as it is how and why Jesus is the only answer. I want to direct your attention to just two passages of Scripture that explain why Jesus is and how Jesus is the only answer to every single problem that you have in your life today. The first is Romans 8.32. I would encourage you to turn there. And by the way, Romans chapter 8, this is a life-changing chapter. For those of you who know about Romans chapter 8, if you have any doubts about God's love for you, if you have any doubts about what God is doing in your life, you need to spend some time in this chapter in the book of Romans. Verse 32 by itself explains why it is that Jesus is the answer to every single problem that I have. Listen. He who did not spare his own son, speaking of the Father, not sparing his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, but gave him up for us all. Listen. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This last week, I <laughs> Psalm one nineteen forty nine, beautiful. I did what a great word in God's word. The whole psalm about the word of God. 
But David says, remember your word to your servant. Remember your promise to your servant, for that's what gives me my hope. In other words, there's nothing wrong with reminding God, in a sanctified way, of course, Lord, (laughs) you gave your only begotten Son because you love me so much. And here I am, I have a need that I'm lifting up to you in prayer. What are you going to say to me? No, I've done enough. No, J.D., you're on your own. Listen, I saved you, now figure it out. Are you kidding me? I sent my only begotten son to die for you because of my love for you, and I'm not going to do this. Don't think about this. Come on, let's be honest, right? We're trusting God when that trumpet sounds to take us out quickly in the twinkling of an eye to meet the Lord in the air after the dead in Christ rise first and we can't trust the Lord for this month's rent. Are you kidding me? I got to wonder if that doesn't hurt the heart of God. Look what I've done for you. Will I not do this for you? Will I not graciously give you all things? What does James say? All, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. There's no changing of mind. There's no shifting of shadow. There's no back and forth. Here's what I know, and here's what I can testify, that if it's good, God's going to give it to me. And if it's not good, God's not going to give it to me. He'll withhold it, and I want him to. If it's good, God's going to give it to me. If it's according to his will, it's a done deal. Now, it may not happen when I want, (laughs) in the way I want, but if I need it, his hand will provide it. If he's done this for me, why would he not do that for me? That's the why. What about the how? Oh, this is so amazing. John chapter 16, I want to read verses 5 through 7. Let me kind of, as you're turning there, set the scene here. Jesus has just got done basically telling the disciples that he's going to be crucified, buried. He's going to rise again from the dead. He's going to go to the right hand of the Father. He's going to be leaving them soon. And this is devastating to the disciples. They can't imagine Jesus no longer being with them. Now listen to what Jesus says to them. But now I go away to him who sent me. And this is interesting. He says, none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage 
Some of your translations render it, it will be better for you that I go. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, and notice that's capitalized in your Bible, that's the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Can you imagine? You're one of the disciples. You spent the better part of three years with the Savior of the world, who says, I want you to call me friend. He's my friend. I got friends in high places. <laughs> I got, my friend is the Savior of the world. He's my friend. And then he says to me, friend, brother, I have to leave. No, you can't leave. You, you can't leave. What am I going to do? What am I going to do without you? I need you. I need you here with me. And Jesus says, you know what's better than having me here with you? It's having me here in you. It's better. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity is living in me. Yes. That is more better. Sorry. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit living in me is better than Jesus being with me. Because now the Holy Spirit gives me the how to live a holy life. So here's how it works in closing. There's problems in the marriage. Lord, help me. Oh, I'm glad you asked. The helper's in you. You want to know how to do the what of the Holy Word? It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do the how of His Holy Word. The Holy Spirit, Jesus goes on to say in John 16, guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit takes us and indwelling us, and He enables us, He empowers us to be the husband that loves his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That's the truth. And that's the how of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, husband, you can never love your wife absent the Holy Spirit indwelling you in that way. Remember years ago, I've shared this before, but <laughs> when my wife and I were first married, we've been married for 29 years this year, Early on in the marriage, I, I was so, I was a jerk really, but I was so, you know, pious and, you know, so I, I make this profound statement to her one day. I say to her, honey, God 
has given me a love for you that can only come from him. I thought she was just going to melt and, oh, you're such a wonderful, loving husband. Truly, you love me as Christ loves the church and gave him. So how blessed am I to be your wife? That's not what she said. Instead, she said this. (laughs) You mean to tell me that the only way you can love me is if God gives you a love for me? Am I that unlovable? I'm like, where did you get that? How did you do that? Wives, what is it about you? You can take some. You have to be really gracious to us guys. We just don't get it. That's why we look at you like, you know, a dog, you know, and they tilt their head and, you know, kind of like, what? What? And by the way, wives, contrary to what you believe, we cannot read your minds. So stop expecting us to. If I have to tell you, it doesn't mean as much. Are you kidding me? I am clueless here. Best illustration I ever heard was that of the buffalo and the butterfly. Goes like this. The wife's the butterfly. The husband is the buffalo. You take a little pebble, you put it on the back of a buffalo, doesn't even know it's there. (laughs) Rolls off its back. Take that same pebble, put it on the wing of that butterfly, you kill it. Okay, wives, so understand, (laughs) we're just big, dumb buffaloes, and we have no clue that that pebble is just killing you. You have to tell us, that pebble's like a boulder. That pebble is a boulder. And then maybe there's hope that we'll get it. Even then, most of us guys are still going, hmm? See, pebble, hmm, buffalo. (laughs) We need the Holy Spirit indwelling us to enable us to live holy lives. Absent the Holy Spirit, it is absolutely impossible. So the answer to that problem that you brought with you to church today that only you and the Lord know, by the way, because the Lord sees the heart, but inwardly your heart is breaking. You're really struggling. You're very discouraged. Won't you come back to Jesus and look to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus indwelling you for that answer? We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Galatians. If you'd like to learn more about the Apostle Paul's letter, we encourage you to continue reading ahead. As you do, ask God to reveal the truths and promises contained in its verses to you. He will point you to the passages that he knows you need to read. You can also hear additional messages from Pastor J.D. on this book by visiting our website in spiritandtruthradio.com. Listen online or download these teachings to have available anytime. We've created a mobile app as well for Apple and Android devices, so you'll be able to take Pastor J.D.'s teachings with you on the go. We'd also like to tell you more about the Mideast Prophecy Update tab on our website. 
As followers of Jesus Christ, we are all eagerly anticipating His return to earth. We believe it's coming soon and that many events happening around the world right now are fulfilling the prophecies of the end times detailed in the Bible. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes a look at these events and what God's Word has to say about them and shares that information with us in the Mideast Prophecy Update. The purpose of these updates aren't to scare us, but to remind us how important it is that everyone know the redeeming hope of Jesus. These updates are new every week, so visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to access the latest installments. That's all we have for today, but be sure to join us next time on In Spirit and Truth for more from the book of Galatians. Keeping me right with you always, holding me true.